0: News, kids. I'm Rose and I'm Zara, and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week, we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment, and arts. This week we're talking about the movie Frozen 2, the London Bridge terrorist attack, the latest report from the United Nations on climate change, voting in the general election, the anniversary of the United Arab Emirates and what Black Friday is all about. Rose and I had a fantastic trip yesterday at the cinema, and we watched Frozen Two. Zara, can you tell us what happened? But before you do, I just want to make clear with our listeners, we are going to be talking a lot about the plot. So if you are going to see it soon, maybe just skip on to the next story, not spoil the surprise. Zara, please can you tell us what happened? Three years after her coronation, Elsa celebrates autumn in the kingdom with Anna, Olaf, the snowman, Kristoff the ice harvester and Kristoff's reindeer Sven. When Elsa hears a mysterious voice calling out to her, she follows it and unintentionally awakens the elemental spirits which forces everyone in the kingdom to evacuate. Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff and Sven embark to the enchanted forest following the mysterious voice. In search of the history of Elsa's magic powers, Elsa heads north with Anna and Olaf, leaving Kristoff and Sven behind. They find their parents' wrecked ship and a map with a route to Atar a mythical river told by their mother to contain all explanations of the past. Well, Atar is made of, of course, the fifth spirit. The fifth spirit is Elsa's magic, but when she enters Atar Harlan, she finds her grandfather. She wants to find out the truth. So she learns that the mysterious voice was in fact her mother calling for help because the voice wants to right a wrong from the past. And the wrong was that in fact Elthas' grandfather tricked um, the Northlanders and built a dam which was meant to be a gift of peace but in fact it wasn't because it destroyed the forest. When Elsa learns of the truth, she becomes frozen in ice and cannot move or speak. Fortunately, Anna receives a message from Elsa and understands what happens and creates some kind of way to break the dam, which sets Elsa free, and they all live happily ever after. Well, Zara, did you enjoy it? I did. What about you, Rose? I very much enjoyed it. Although there were some bits that were quite scary because in fact the parents of Elsa and Anna died because they wanted to go to Arthur Harlan just to find answers about Elsa. You do realise first that it isn't Frozen 1. We're talking about Frozen 2 and they don't show when Elsa and Anna's parents die. Well it felt sadder because it was in more detail. Well, Zara, did you prefer Frozen 2 to Frozen 1? I did, because I felt like there was more mystery Me too. It It was very mysterious, wasn't it? It was, and I've got to say my favourite part was when Olaf explains Elsa and Anna's whole story. I think he's a really funny character. I loved the bit when Elsa was riding Gale over the seas. Well... Especially as it was a dark sea. I was amazed by how they survived. I found the ending very enjoyable and satisfying because the Enchanted Forest is really Elsa's spiritual home because the Enchanted Forest, it's enchanted and Elsa's kind of enchanted. And I do feel like Anna was always meant to be Queen of Arendelle. I found that too, that Anna was always meant to be Queen of Arendelle. Would you recommend it to your friends, on? Well, if it was someone like my sister's friends, I wouldn't because there were some scary parts that I don't think my sister enjoyed but I'm pretty sure my friends would really love Frozen 2. I'm really surprised at how much I enjoyed it because first, I thought I'd be too old for this. It's going to be like Frozen 1, quite a babyish movie. But it was actually a really good movie and I'm happy that we got to watch it. And it was great fun seeing it with you, Zara. I hope we can do lots more movie reviews in the future for these kids. Hello, this is Zara. I'm afraid our next news story is very sad. Last Friday, the 29th of November, there was a terror-related attack as a man on London Bridge killed two people and injured others before being shot dead by armed policemen. The attacker was attending an event called Learning Together. The attacker stabbed a number of people inside the building while the event was being held and then left the building and ended up on London Bridge. Some of those present at the event bravely confronted him and tried to stop him and some pedestrians also tried to stop the man from attacking people once he had left the building. Emergency services tried to help too. However, unfortunately, two people were still killed and several others badly injured. Police have now named the attacker as Osman Khan. He had once been part of a group that had plotted to bomb London Stock Exchange and previously been in prison. He was released from prison in 2018 and when he was halfway through a 16-year sentence for terrorism offences. Flags flew at half-mast on UK government buildings on the 30th of November as a mark of respect to those who lost their lives or were affected by the attack on London Bridge. Extra police patrols have been planned for across London and police have urged the public to be alert but not alarmed. This is a really sad event and if you are ever very worried about pieces of news that you hear on News Kids or anywhere else, please do speak to an adult. Hi, it's Rose here. Last week, the United Nations released their latest report on climate change and the environment, which sadly gave a bleak assessment of the current situation and outlook. The report, released last Tuesday, is produced by the United Nations Environment Programme and is formerly known as the Emissions Gap Report. According to the report, countries have failed to halt the rise of greenhouse gas emissions despite repeated warnings from scientists. With China and the United States, the two biggest polluters, further increasing their emissions last year, global greenhouse gas emissions have grown by 1.5% every year over the last decade. However, the opposite needs to happen if the world is to avoid the worst effects of climate change. Even if every country keeps to its current promises under the Paris Agreement and many, including the United States, Brazil and Australia, are currently not on track to do so. The Emissions Gap Report found average temperatures on track to rise by 3.2 degrees Celsius from the baseline, average temperature at the start of the industrial age. To stay within relatively safe limits, the report said that emissions must decline sharply by 7.6% every year for the next 10 years. But at this week's International Climate Conference taking place in Madrid, discussions are not expected to increase the pledges by world leaders to cut their country's emissions. Instead, the conference is expected to focus on how to implement the last remaining rules of the 2015 Paris Climate agreement. Even though this will not deliver the results, the United Nations is now calling for Hi it's Rose here again. Last week newspapers in the UK reported that there had been a surge in people applying to vote in the upcoming UK general election with a significant increase in the number of young people wishing to vote. After the general election was announced over 1.5 million people under the age of 35 applied to vote which is an increase of 31% over the same period in 2017 before the previous general election. Young people are reportedly motivated by wanting to have their say on a wide range of issues, including Brexit. It is very important that young people vote because their preferences may be different from that of older people. Whilst the increase in voting registrations from younger adults is good news, Willie Sullivan, a senior director at the Electoral Reform Society, said 9.5 million people were still missing from the electoral roll. There's a long way to go before we close the registration gap, he said. The legal age from voting in the UK remains 18 years old, although there have been regular campaigns to reduce the voting age to 16. This was first seriously considered in 1999 when it was debated in the Houses of Parliament, although it was never agreed. YouGov poll research from 2018 shows that there is a growing support for extending the age threshold. As of May 2019, all the main parties, with the exception of the Conservatives, back reducing the voting age to 16. What do you think, Zara? I thought you said that you wanted to vote in this election. Well, I do, but sometimes children just want to do things just because they want to do it. I kind of feel like I want to be an adult, but you may make the wrong choice. And I really don't think children my age should actually vote for the election. After all, I am only nine years old. I think the voting age should be 16 because you'll be more likely to understand and be more mature with your actions and really consider who you're voting for. But the only thing about that is when you're 18, you really are an adult. Yeah, and maybe on 18, you can just be 100% sure they're mature enough. Hello, this is Lara again. This week we have had holidays here in the UAE to celebrate the 48th UAE National Day. National Day is celebrated on the 2nd of December every year and there is always a two-day public holiday to mark this occasion. This day is celebrated as it marks the day when the several countries united together to form the United Arab Emirates. Before unification, the British had an agreement with the rulers of the countries that are now the UAE, These countries used to be known as the Trucial States and they were a collection of independent countries, each with their own sheikh as a ruler. Under the agreement, the rulers of the Trucial States agreed that they would not sell any land to any other country other than with British consent and in return, Britain would protect those countries from attacks by sea and by land. However, by 1966... The British decided that they could no longer afford to protect the trucial states, and Harold Wilson, who was then the British Prime Minister, confirmed on the twenty fourth of January, nineteen sixty eight, that Britain would be withdrawing its defences. Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan al Nahyan, who was then the ruler of Abu Dhabi, decided that the best and safest way forward was to form a union with the neighbouring trucial states. The agreement with the British ended on the first of December, nineteen seventy one, and the following day the rulers of Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Fujairah, Ajman, Sharjah, and Omul Khomeini signed the act of union to create the United Arab Emirates. They were later joined, in February, nineteen seventy two, by Al Khaimah. Hi, it's Rose here again. If you've been to the shops this week or seen the newspapers, you may have seen lots of adverts for Black Friday sales or even Yellow Friday or Green Friday. So what is it all about? Black Friday is an informal name for the Friday following Thanksgiving Day in the United States, which is celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. The term Black Friday was first used in the New York Times in 1975 to refer to the busiest shopping and traffic day of the year but it only became widely used in the 1980s. Whilst for many years, the Black Friday sales were an American phenomenon. In recent years, it has spread to Europe and now marks a huge shopping event at the start of the Christmas season. In different parts of the world, different colours can be used to represent this shopping sales spectacular. In the Middle East, online retailer Noon launched its Yellow Friday discounts over the same long weekend, which links in with the UAE National Day public holidays. So the sales may be a great opportunity to grab a bargain, but before you do, maybe just ask yourself whether you really need to buy more things. In the face of climate change, more and more and more individuals, politicians and fashion labels are taking a stand against mass overconsumption. The result for some companies is Green Friday, an initiative which sees brands give back to the environment, whether it's by planting trees, shutting down completely over the sale period, or donating proceeds to charities and climate change initiatives in france where a ban on black friday has been proposed the french environment minister elizabeth bourne said we cannot both reduce greenhouse gas emissions and call for consumer frenzy above all we must consume better that's all for this week i hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening